You are listening to the Purpose Church High School Ministry Podcast. Whether this is your first episode or you've heard them all, God has something to say to you. Our vision is to see every student everywhere following Jesus, and we hope this message helps you take your next step in your faith. To learn more about our high school ministry, visit our website, purposechurch.com HSM, and check us out on Instagram at purposehsm. We hope you enjoy today's episode. I asked JT to come and to share and to continue our series, but before he does, can we just throw up that one slide real quick, Mel, of uh, the Bible timeline, the timeline, or sorry, the next one. Let's go to the next one real quick. So we've been in a series called 66, where we're looking at the 66 different books of the Bible. Remember, I keep saying this each week. The Bible is not one book, but the Bible is one story. The Bible is actually 66 different books, uh, multiple different genres, 40 different authors, over a 1,500-year time period telling the story of God. And everything in the Old Testament points to Jesus And everything after the Gospels talks about what it means to now live a life following Jesus. And so we spent the first few weeks talking about Israel. Those were the chosen people of God. They are are the ones who God chose and said, I am going to love you that you might show the world my love and bring the whole world in. I talked last week about how God desires and created you to be a light to the world, not to look like the world. Your job is to be a light to the world. So we looked at Israel's beginning. Then we looked at Israel's history. We talked about Israel's history, and then today we're talking about Israel's songs. We're talking about the poems that meant so much to Israel, the the stories, the the music, the the advice, and you're going to jump into your life group time talking about Proverbs. But tonight I've asked JT to share about the Psalms. He's going to talk about what the Psalms are, but he's going to talk about it from a very personal place. And so I am so excited for what JT has to share with us tonight. Let me pray for us, and then we're going to jump in. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this moment in time that you have brought all of us together, and we know that you are going to speak to each one of us. I thank you so much for JT and his desire and willingness to open up your word, and God, I pray that you would speak clearly through him. I pray, God, that you would open our hearts to hear what it is that you have to share with us. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Are we good? All right, there we are, there we are. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm excited to be with you guys today. Um, You know, before we, like, I go into an intro, because, you know, I got to give an intro. Um, Wearing a microphone on my face is probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. I hate this, but Pastor Eric is challenging me, so I just want to say thank you, Pastor Eric, for that. you know, before we do, can we give it up for Pastor Eric? Can y'all clap for your pastor? Yeah, he's the man. Um, I, I just want you guys to know, man, you all are blessed to have Pastor Eric. He is the man, the myth, the legend. He needs to work on his dab. Y'all got to teach him that, the woe, whatever you got to do. Um, but I'm excited to be with you guys today. I am the FSM and JHM pastor. And um, the message today um, is going to really challenge us, but I really feel like it's going to give us a lot of freedom. Um, Eric, Pastor Eric just said that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach from a place that I'm at right now. Um, I'm going to be really open and honest with you guys and kind of just where I've been these past uh, couple months and where God is, um, re- ooh, that's, I don't like that, uh, where God is um, taking me. So um, y'all have been in the series uh, 66, and I'm excited to talk about uh, the Psalms. And, you know, before we get into it, though, I just want to, any, who likes winning here? Anybody love winning? Who loves winning? Awesome, awesome. All right, hands down, hands down. Who hates losing? 
who hates it, like envies losing. Right, right, okay, awesome, awesome. Well, shh. right now I have this uh, ministry partner named Laura. Laura, and um, every day, once a day, we play pig in my office. I have a small basketball hoop hanging on the door of my office. And um, I'm going to let you guys know I'm very good. I'm very good. And um, every single time I win, I am the most cockiest, most proud, most, it feels like I won the NBA championship. I am the man with the plan. And I'm going to be honest, when I do win, I am super cocky that I play like Champions by Mick Mill or Nonstop by Drake, something real fresh to rub it in, my, in Laura's face. But when I lose, I am the most angry, depressed, sad person you could ever be around. I will listen to sad songs to, to show how sad I am. I will be upset with myself. And the reason why I'm sharing this, because some of us are probably thinking like, why are you sharing this? How, how is this relevant to where we're at in Psalms? Or how is this relevant to where we're at in the Bible? A lot of the times we treat our relationship with God like it's a championship game. We treat it like it's a championship game. And what I mean by that is a lot of times when things are going good in our relationship with God, when a lot of things are being positive, when we're seeing a lot of growth, when we feel so connected to God, when we're just thriving in life, we can praise God like it is the greatest thing ever. We can lift our hands. We can shout him out. We can journal. We can read our Bible. We can do a lot of things. When our relationship with God was good, but when it gets bad, when it gets tough, when you face storms in your life, when you face challenging times, when you face issues, struggles, pains, hurts, all these things, it can be very, very difficult to praise God. It can be very challenging to praise God when you're in the midst of a, of a hard time. And I know that better than anyone else. And we're going to get into that a little bit, but when I was thinking of a, of a title, I kind of was thinking of a title. I didn't have a title, but God gave me a word when I got here, and, it's, it's, and I want to give you the title, and I would love for you guys to write this down. It's like, the power of praise, the power of praise, because there is power when you're praising God. There is some power when you're praising God through a storm, and we're going to break that down today. Um, you know, as Pastor Eric just talked about, we're going to be in Psalms, right, and um, I love the book of Psalms. It's a, such an encouraging book. It's such a, uh, an uplifting book. But I love Psalms because there's diverse Psalms. There's Psalms of joy and Psalms of hurt. You know, there, there, there's, a, there's, there's, two, there's two different types in there. And we're going to be in Psalms 118. I'm going to do one, verses 1 through 4. So Psalms 118, 1 through 4. Anybody bring a Bible today? Anybody bring a Bible? Anybody? Anybody? Raise your hand. All right. The faithful and gunny. That don't surprise me. Leaders, you all don't surprise me. Y'all are special. I love you guys. But... In Psalms 118, 1 through 4, this is a very, very powerful psalm. This is a very encouraging psalm. And I want to read it to you. And it says this, um, verses 1 through 4, it says this. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Verse 2, let Israel say his love endures forever. Verse 3, let the house of Aaron say his love endures forever. And then verse 4, let those who fear the Lord say his love endures forever. We see in this passage that Israel is giving a praise to God in a good season of life. They are understanding that God is so good and we need to give thanks. In verse 1, I want to read that again. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. 
for his steadfast love endures forever. See, the author understands in this psalm that God is so good and that his love is everlasting, that it doesn't go away, that it doesn't fade away, that it's constant. It's constantly there. It's never going to leave you. Even when you leave his love, his love follows you. And it's going to be there. It's going to constantly be there. And the first point I want you guys to write down is this. We need to praise God because his love endures forever. Oh, sorry. We need to praise God because his love is everlasting. I am so sorry. We need to praise God because his love is everlasting. That is the first point of today's message. One more time. We need to praise God because his love is everlasting. See, I shared a story about me. Um, I'm very prideful when I win, and I'm, and I'm over-enthusiastic. But when I feel like I'm winning in my relationship with God, you know, I praise him. You know, I sing the songs. I lift my hands. I'm journaling. I'm in my word. But what I notice is, is when I face challenging times, I stop praising God. I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of us think when we see pastors, we think that we got it all together, that life is good, that we're perfect. We're not. We're not perfect at all. We face challenges just like you. You know, this, uh, this, past, this past month that went, just went by was the worst month of my life. And, you know, Pastor Eric, Eric was there in the midst of this, but um, about three and a half weeks ago, um, I lost a guy that was a big mentor to me. His name was Jared Wilson, and uh, he, he, he committed suicide. And I remember when I found out the news, man, I... I have never been so mad at God in my life, in all honesty. That day prior, I remember I was in church worshiping God. Things were good. And then I find out the next day that my friend took his life. How can I praise God when I just lost someone I was really close to? How can I see God in the midst of a storm that seems like it's, it's never going to pass? To add on to that story, um, I also found out my grandma, so for those who don't know, I, I have a pretty gnarly past, and my grandparents raised me my whole life. Um, we found out that my grandma has stage four breast cancer. I just found that out today, actually, that how aggressive it was, and that it's, spread, it's spreading. That it's not just in her chest, but it's going to her throat, and it's going throughout her body. And she raised me my entire life. Just talked to Pastor Eric about it, hours ago. And I thought to myself, how can I praise God when I'm going through one of the toughest seasons of my life? How can I see God when I feel like I can't see what's in front of me? How can I see God when I'm losing my friend, I, my grandma has cancer, I just feel like I'm stuck in this hole? How can I praise God? And I'm going to be honest, I did not want to praise God, and I sometimes still don't want to praise God for those things. And there's some of us here today right now. Some of us are like, JT, you don't know my story. You don't, you don't, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't, you don't understand. Life is hard. Life is so difficult. You're right. I don't understand. And I don't know your, your story. But I don't need to know. God knows. God sees you where you're at. God understands the pain you're going through. God understands why you're upset, why you're hurt. You know why? Because he gave you those emotions. He has given you these emotions to freely express them to him because he knows we're going to face troubling times. We're going to face some troubling, challenging times that feel like we can't get through it. I know it. I'm in it right now. But I want you to know that when you feel that, when you feel that hurt, when you feel that pain, we need to understand we can bring it to God and we can praise God through that. 
We can still pursue God. And the point, the second point I want you guys to know is, I want you to write this down. It says, when facing hard times, we desperately need God in our lives. When facing hard times, we desperately need God in our lives. What do I mean by that? You need to lean on God when you're feeling any frustrations. You need to lean on God when someone passes away. You need to lean on God when you have doubt. You need to lean on God when someone breaks up with you. You need to lean on God when you fail that test. You need to lean on God when something bad happens to you. You need to lean on God. Because a lot of the times we get it twisted and we think, you know what, I'm going to lean on myself. I'm going to trust myself that you're going to fail every time. I promise you. You know why? Because I went that route. I thought I could fix things on my own, and it took me to a place of, of, of doing drugs and, and partying and doing all these things, thinking like, oh, it's so cool, it's so fun. Can I tell you something? It's not cool, it's not fun. It just brings more hurt and more pain because God never designed us for that. God never called us to live a life like that. See, I love psalms because we just saw a positive psalm. We saw a psalm of, of, of God's love and how it's everlasting, how it's constant, how it's still there. But I also love other psalms, the lament psalms, the psalms that talk about a, and lament, the definition is a passionate expe- expression of grief or sorrow. The definition of lament is a passionate expression of grief and sorrow, sorrow. Now, when I first heard that, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, in all honesty, like, how can we passionately express a frustration? Like, what does that look like practically? First off, how can someone write something like that Psalms 42, 2 through 3 says this. Psalms 42, 2 through 3 says this. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go meet with God? Verse 3. My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? I want to read that one more time. Verse 3. My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, where is your God? When I read that passage, first off, I'm like, man, this, this person's going through something, right? They're, I mean, I've never heard someone say, my tears have been my food all day, day and night. That's a lot of crying. But what adds on to it, not only is he crying, not only is the person broken, but there's people, in a sense, mocking them, saying, where is your God? You're broken, you're hurt, where is your God? You say your God is present, where is he? I can't see him. And I've been asked that question before, and sometimes my answer is I don't know where he's at because I, I, I don't feel him. Day and night, I only have tears for food. The psalmist is desperate for God. He says, my soul thirsts for God. He has a downcast soul. He has a hurt soul. He has a soul that feels broken, that it can't be fixed, and he, he's needing God. And when I read this psalm, I'm going to be honest, it, it actually encouraged me. It actually gave me a sense of hope because even in the darkness, even in the tough seasons, even, even in the storms that I feel like I can't get by, even in those moments where I have self-doubt because if I can tell you something, anything, I'm in a season of a lot of self-doubt, a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, and I know some of us are there too, and I understand. How can we see God in this? How do we understand God through this? And what I got out of this is that God is so faithful that even when it doesn't make sense, even when it doesn't seem to be clear, that God is so faithful. You know, one of my uh, favorite things uh, to understand as a Christian is that as followers of Jesus, we can bring anything to God. We can bring any, any hurts, all the crap that we have in our lives. Yes, I said that word I did in church. 
you can bring it to God, knowing that he's never going to judge you. He's never going to turn away from you. He's never going to hurt you. But you know what? He's going to love you. He's going to receive you with arms wide open. He's going to say, son, daughter, I'm here for you. And you're mad at me? Good. I want you to bring that to me. I want you to bring all those emotions to me. Because as followers of Christ, we can share that with him. You know, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, it's probably the most famous passage in the Bible, it's John 3.16. And it says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I want to read that one more time, time John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. When you hear this, we've all heard it before, we need to understand something. This verse is what gives us freedom. This verse is what allows us to get closer to God. When we understand that God so loved the world, you know, I love to replace the, the word world with our name. For God so loved JT that he gave his only son. For God so loved Eric that he gave his one and only son. For God so loved Corny that he gave his only son. Because it is so true. You are a part of this journey. Whether life is going good or whether life is going like hell, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We see in the Psalms that we can express positive praises and we can bring all the depression, all the hurt, all the pain, all the brokenness to God in the same context because he is so good, because he died for us, because he loved us that much. The big idea I want you guys to take away with today, this is the main thing I want you guys to take away, it's this, that God meets us in our emotions that God meets us in our emotions. One more time, the main idea, God meets us in our emotions. He wants us to come to him when we're hurting. He wants us to come to him when we have doubt. He wants us, obviously, to come to him when we're in a good season, when life feels great, when life is money, when life seems perfect. But man, God really wants you to come to him when you feel lost, when you feel like you can't go another day, when you feel like you can't take another step. God wants you to come to him because when you lean on God, he'll get you where you need to go. God will get you where you need to go. One of the favorite things that I used to love that my buddy Jared used to tell me all the time was this. There is no darkness that the light of Jesus cannot overcome. That's powerful. I want to read that again. If you want to write that down, feel free. It's by Pastor Jared Wilson, one of my favorites. He said, there is no darkness that the light of Jesus cannot overcome. I'm living a life right now that sucks. I was crying all day earlier with Eric. You know, I'm confused about why is this happening to me at this, at this moment. I'm a, I'm a young pastor that's so blessed and so happy to be an FSM and junior high pastor, be a part of Purpose, being able to speak to you guys today. But man, these past couple months I have felt so alone, so lost, so disconnected. Just so much self-doubt. And I share this with you, not to, oh, poor me, but to encourage you guys, if you're in the same spot, I'm with you in it, and we're going to get through it because Jesus did everything for it. Jesus did it all. Jesus did everything for us. No matter what, we're all going to mess up in life. We're all going to make terrible decisions. We're all going to fall short. And sometimes you're going to feel like, I can't come to God. I want to encourage you. You need to go to God. You really need to press on and go towards God. The devil would say, hey, you know what? Just stay down. Give up. Don't bring any of those emotions to him. Do not bring any of that stuff. You know what? You need to be bad. You need to be sad. You need to be broken. 
That's exactly what the devil would want. But you know what you're going to do? You're going to say, you know what? I don't listen to you. I have a God that died for me. I have a God that loves me. I have a God that encourages me. I have a God that loves me so much that he sent his one and only son to die for me. Never give up. Never give up. I know you're going to, sometimes you're going to face that. You know what? In society today, they want you to give up. They want you not to uh, press on towards Jesus. They don't want you to follow Christ. You know what I say to that? Man, forget that. I know my God. I know my God. I know people say being a Christian is not cool. I know people are saying that. You know what? You need to deal with all this stuff on your own. That is a bunch of crap. That is a lie that you do not need to believe in. You know what you need to do? You need to trust in God and go towards him. I'm in the same season. I'm in the same season where I just want to stay down. I don't want to get up. I don't want to get up. I, I really don't. I, I just want to sit here. I, I, I was telling uh, my amazing girlfriend yesterday that, Alicia, I'm with you, but I feel so alone. I feel so alone. I feel so detached. I don't know why. And God said, you know what? I understand that, and I want you to bring that. You know, before I close, I want, can everybody just, I want everyone to close their eyes. I just, I just want everybody to close their eyes for a moment. Just close your eyes. Nobody looking around. And I want to read you a passage that really, it really speaks to me as a person. It really does, if I'm honest. Really, really speaks to me. Everyone's eyes closed. No, nobody looking around. I want to read you this passage. Romans 10, 9. This is a passage that I walked forward to when I heard it. Because I knew I can't do anything on my own. I need God. I need to lean on God. It says this. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone's eyes closed. I want to read that one more time. Really think about these words. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I know there's people in here that are hurt and broken and not connected to God. There's some people in here today that have never known Christ. There's some people in here today that have known Christ and then they faced a troubling time and they gave up on Christ. And you know what? I was there too. Everyone's eyes closed. Nobody looking around. Nobody messing around here. This is a serious moment for people. You know, when I think of people laughing when they hear these words, I think about did Jesus laugh when he died on the cross for you? I don't think he did. But rather he shed tears for you. If you want to accept Christ for the very first time or if you want to say, you know what? I want to come back knowing that I can express anger, sadness, brokenness, hurts, pains. If you fit in those two, two categories, will you just raise your hand? Because I just want to pray. If you feel like you need to come back to Christ or accept him for the very first time, will you just slip your hand up? Nobody needs to look around. It's nobody's business but yours and God. You know why I think Jesus hasn't come back? Because he doesn't want you to miss out on heaven. Will you just raise your hand? Nobody looking around. Praise God for you and for you and for you and for you. Yeah, just slip your hand. And when I say when we raise our hand, it's a sight of freedom. Amen. Praise God for you and for you and for you and for you. That's awesome. That's powerful. You can put your hand down. I'm going to pray, and then Pastor Eric is going to come on up, and, and he's going to talk about your guys' life group. I want to say thank you for having me, and thank you. For those who raised their hand, I just want you to know something. I'm excited to see you in heaven one day. I really am. I'm excited to see you grow and take your next steps with Jesus, whether that's being baptized or... Um, Whatever that is, I'm really excited to do that. I just want you to know that you are a child of God that loves you so much. He sees you. He's proud of you. When you have self-doubt, when, you, when you, we think of negative thoughts or negative things about us, I just want you to know that God does not see that. He sees a child that he loves very much, that he loves so much that he died for you. Let me pray for us. Dear God, we thank you for your day, Lord. Lord, we thank you for every student that raised their hand tonight, God. 
Lord, we thank you that we understand that we can bring all these emotions, God. Lord, all our, all our joy and all our brokenness, all our excitement and all our pain. God, we thank you for that. Lord, for the students that did raise their hand, Lord, they are saying as they raise their hand that you are Lord and that they are accepting you into their life. God, I pray that you anoint those students. Lord, for the students that are walking with you, continue to have them be with you. Let them grow closer to you. Let them express feelings to you, God. But Lord, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. And thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. But God, we thank you for this. We thank you for what you're doing. And Father, we just look forward to seeing the kingdom grow, God, Lord, because we got kingdom builders here that are ready to get to work, God. It's in Jesus' name. Everybody says, amen. 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 amen.